Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back with our special 2022 year-end retrospective series. In our first episode, we ranked and discussed our top five favorite concerts of the year. And last episode, we ranked and discussed each of our top five favorite songs of the year. This episode, we're going to wrap up 2022 once and for all and cap off our series by each ranking our top five favorite albums of 2022. Here we go. All right, let's get into albums. Before we talk about our top five favorite albums of 2022, let's briefly uh, recap our 2020 and 2021 uh, favorite albums of the year. Uh, I'll start this time for 2020. So my number five favorite record of 2020 is Everything Everything Reanimator, which is interesting because I think a raw data feel the newest album by them is a lot better of an album. It's more exciting of an album. But, I mean, at the time, just how the rankings go and how the albums come out. I get it. Number five still. Number four, Fontaine's DC, A Hero's Death, their sophomore record. The second time that you're putting a Fontaine's album in your top five. That's correct. Because their first, and this is their second album. So they just just don't miss. Um, (laughs) Number three is Pine Grove, Marigold. Um, Their album in 2020 um, didn't make your list, um, but we talked about... Um, moment on your uh, 2020 songs list. Yeah. Um, number two is Notes on a Conditional Form by the 1975, this insanely epic 22-song, crazy genre-hopping masterpiece of theirs. Only second to number one, also kind of a cheat, Taylor Swift, Folkmore, Folklore and Evermore. Yeah. Her two records that came out in 2020, I thought, were the best records she's ever done and just just proves why she is so important as a songwriter today i think it's her best work her most mature writing the songs are incredible i just think she's never been better love it uh my number five for 2020 uh was the album watch this liquid pour itself by okay kaya the one that i was very uncomfortable watching on stage (laughs) in 2020 but was a good record it it was a very fun interesting record with all these like two minute songs that all i don't know Check it out. It's very cool. Very fun. Number four, um, No Dream by Jeff Rosenstock that had the song Ohio Turnpike on it. Um, Really good record, despite the bad mixing. For whatever reason, I think I mentioned this, he put out an entire ska version of this album. Was that in 2021? 2021. And I actually think it's better because of the production, because of... I agree the production is better. I disagree. I would <laughs> much rather hear these punk more rock colorful songs, of an album, not these ska songs, even regardless. though I appreciate the title changes to <laughs> okay. be more ska. Yes. Uh, my number three favorite, uh, album from 2020 was the album honeymoon by beach bunny again thank you jordy for introducing me to the song promises, which is the opener that on that record. Awesome. Uh, Great record. And I mentioned yeah. Colorblind was on my songs list. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number two for me for 2020 uh, was the album Shore by Fleet Foxes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Grizzly Bear band was basically playing with yeah. Robin Pecknold on this album. It has a much bigger full band feel, I think, even compared to some of his other records, uh, which I really like. Again, just a lot of great textures, still some just great Robin writing um and, and robin ray robin ray <laughs> yeah uh and full band sound and then my number one for 2020 was the album like new by the brooklyn band purr uh who used to go by jack and eliza it's these two um this girl and guy from brooklyn um i don't know produced by the same producer i don't remember the name but as the wise blood record that i really loved in oh, 2019 yeah. um and i actually saw them open up for wise blood uh, in 2019 as well. But anyway, just a fantastic record from start to finish, extremely consistent throughout great production, 
go check it out. All right, then let's move to 2021. So my number five record uh, from 2021 was Blue Weekend by Wolf Alice. Um, they just, every album of theirs is great. They can't miss. Uh, number four was OK Human by Weezer. Weezer put out two records in 2021, both of which which made my 20 albums list. Um, the first was Van Weezer. Actually, this one came out first. OK Human, which is Weezer with an orchestra, yeah. which sounds like it could be goofy, but it was so good, and the songwriting is so Josh good. Josh loves his strings. I love my strings, exactly. <laughs> I, I think it's one of their best records, actually. It might be top five. Um, wow. Number three, I know. <laughs> we'll talk about, we gotta talk about uh, OK Human yeah. on a Weezer episode. Um, number three, we've mentioned this band a few times now. Um, this is Ignorance by The Weather Station. Just unbelievable record, totally floored me. The best record they've ever done. Um, we also talked about this number two screen violence by churches just their best record that was just your number two number two i did not year. remember that i just love almost every song on this album and yeah. just i played it so much and number one adam would say it's cheating but butter miracle sweet one by counting crows it's an ep but there's something so monumental about this album that came out seven years after their last record and it's a four song sweet where every song bleeds into the next one it's such a complete piece of work even though it's less than 30 minutes that i just had to give it to them it's it, it was just such a joy you won't hear any complaints from me to be a counting crows fan in 2021 and have them put out such a good record um i i just had to put it in number one yeah and in 2021 we ended up seeing them three, three times, times which is kind of insane yeah, <laughs> especially because that. especially because we saw back-to-back -back nights at uh, Hammerstein, Ballroom. Hammerstein Ballroom. I don't really know if we needed to in terms of how much well, they did they or didn't change, didn't change the set, the set list. But seeing the EP oh, live the every suite. time was the best part, aside from hearing Butterfly. The numbers. fact that 30 years into the career, the best part of their live show was seeing the new music played. How often do you say that? It's true. I mean, it's for a band that, that, that's been around that long. Yeah. yeah. Butter Miracles is awesome. Allegedly, Sweet Two is coming in Allegedly. 2023. Allegedly. So let's uh, cross our fingers. All right, your turn. My number five for 2021 uh, was Screen Violence by Churches, nice. uh, which was your number two. Um, I already spoke about the concert that we saw. Um, this was a fantastic album. Lots of stuff to love. My number four was Blue Weekend by Wolf Alice that you also mentioned. Uh, number three for me, A Beginner's Mind by Sufjan oh, nice. Stevens That's and Angelo D'Augustine. Didn't really know Angelo D'Augustine. Um, your friend Alex Murray, um, I think, sent us a song by him. And he's got a very similar sound to Sufjan, so it seemed like a perfect pairing. And I think they're on the same record. So he's, he must have signed him. There we go. I mean, it makes table. sense. Yeah. Um, but it very much belongs in the catalog of Sufjan or at least his more organic stuff not exactly his like electronic stuff um a lot of beautiful songs check it out my number two is the album True Love by Howdy wow I remember <laughs> that was your uh, experience when I told you that last year um also to me just a very consistent record a very warm record um ha has a, a bunch of songs that are just like for sure favorites um I don't know. I don't know why this is number two, but I really just fell in love with it. Sometimes so, you just feel go. it. And my number one, it actually goes along with my number one concert of 2021, uh, was the album Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast, Michelle's Honor. Uh, she was my favorite concert that I saw in 2021. 
this album. I love, as I mentioned in uh, the first live show episode, every song on this album just feels like a new kind of flavor um, in this box of candies. I love the album cover. Like, should that really matter? No, but I just love it's every part of it. It's I love part of every it. aspect of this album. Um, and and she was a, a a new discovery for me. So I think that also helped. It was just very exciting to to find this new. She's not really a new artist. She she has at least one album beforehand. But for me, um, it was a discovery that I really enjoyed. I don't know if you knew this, but she actually is going to appear later. I do know that. Okay. Because yes. she does background vocals <laughs> yes. on the song we're about to talk about. All right. So that was 2020, 2021. We just wanted to recap that because we can't let those amazing records go to waste. We want you to all listen to those. But now our main attraction here, uh, let's talk about our top five favorite albums of 2022. All right. Why don't you start? Okay, my number five favorite record from 2022 was Rolling Golden Holy by Bonnie Light Horseman. Nice. My number five uh, will be Being Funny in a Foreign Language by the 1975. Another 1975 pick. Uh, number four for me is the album Pre Pleasure by oh, Julia yeah. Jacklin, who we, you know, we already mentioned the closer of that album, but we'll talk about the rest of it. And my number four. Once again, for the third, not straight year in a row, but uh, Fontaine's DC with Skinty Fia, three albums, three I top think fives. three top fives. Yeah. This band, oh my God, it's, it's, they're incredible. Uh, my number three favorite album from 2022 could have also been number two, but it isn't. Uh, <laughs> the album Revealer by Madison Cunningham also talked about life according to Rachel. Yes. My number three is Crash by Charlie XCX, nice. who's also been on my list before. yes i remember that she's kind a of repeat got, offender got, got me to listen to her more yeah. uh my number two favorite record of 2022 is 11 11 by pine grove who you have seen on my list before and yes. on josh's list as well oh yes one of the best yes uh my number two favorite record of 2022 is angel in real time by gang of youths amazing which is yeah yeah it's a crazy record uh, and my number one favorite album from 2022 is Ants from Up There by Black Country, New Road. And my number one also has to be Ants from Up There by Black Country, New Road. There's uh, amazing. There's no other option. And that has never happened for us, no, I believe. We've never had, we've the ever had the same number one album. Yeah. So that must mean something. We'll talk about it. All right, so let's start with my number five favorite record from 2022, Rolling Golden Holy by Bonnie Light This album is just a soft blanket for me. It is so immaculately produced, so warm, just like so the first breezy. Record. Yeah, I just, I just love their sound. Right. I mean, I mentioned "Deep in Love" was one of my top songs from 2020. The Roving is probably one of my top songs yeah. from that year as well. Again, this is a, a if you'd call it a supergroup um, yeah. of Anais Mitchell, who's a fantastic folk singer songwriter one of my and josh's favorites uh she's also the composer of the hit broadway show hades town <laughs> who, who knew that was gonna well it's happen. funny i was listening back to our 2019 <laughs> yeah podcast show where we talked about concerts and i was just talking about having seen a show where she had just gotten the news that it was coming to broadway and i think wow. i think i was like i wonder if she'll blow up there we go and she I mean, did yeah um 
kind all, of. She blew up, kind of. She like true. blew up now more in the Broadway it's world. It's true. But you um, know what? I'll I'll take it. I'm sure she'll take she it. Deserves she deserves everything. She's, she's she got gets. A, she's got some mm-hmm. good stuff going. Um, it also includes Eric D. Johnson, uh, the lead singer and probably principal songwriter of uh, the Fruit Bats, who I don't know super well, but I've fallen in love with this guy's voice. Um, and I actually did uh, listen to, I think, his 2020 album or 2021 album, which is pretty good. Uh, and yeah. then there's Josh Kaufman, who is a multi-instrumentalist. Um, he showed up on the Muzz record, which is uh, a side project. Another of- super group, kind of. Paul Banks. It's true. Paul from Banks Interpol. from uh, Interpol, uh, as well as the Taylor Swift records. He's you all were just playing all over Folklore yes. and Evermore. He also does a lot of producing. He does a lot of producing for the Hold Steady and Craig Finn's solo albums. That's so cool. Yeah, I don't he's, know if he's I everywhere. That. Yeah. Um, so it's the three of them, uh, these three great musicians. And so it, it makes sense that their output is is something special. Um, and I just have such a soft spot for, for these, I don't know, these folky albums and there's something about like you know from all of these albums that i I mentioned in my top five uh like lyrically if you look at all of them this is the most different from the rest in that i really do like a lot of the lyrics but it's because these all so many of them sound like these classic folk songs that should be in just like the classic folk catalog these like traditional brought these older song sounding couplets and just the way that these lyrics are written from both of them. I don't actually know what the trade-off is between Eric and Aeneas, but... Yeah. What's special about this, I don't know if you remember, is that the first record were mostly traditional songs and like... There are a couple on this one too. Reworkings and... I, well, I was about to say is I think primarily the new record are originals. It is. It is primarily. So it's exciting that they're able to put out songs with just as good, if not sometimes better quality and like you said, can fit in nestled nicely next to songs that have been around for a hundred years these songs are so timeless and timeless for sure and the production you mentioned is so beautiful the guitars i mean everything there's saxophone that comes um in a later song and just everything the voices the way the voices blend together i mean we actually we had mentioned a show earlier that we had saw with Bonnie Light Horseman uh, playing and that first before Aeneas and they debuted Comrade Sweetheart at our yes, show and I remember yeah. us being like, Whoa. I know that was a great song I know and it's still one of my favorites on this record yeah. um, the interplay between her and Eric Aeneas and Eric is is just beautiful definitely um, and actually calling back to that show uh, the first one that I saw in in 2022 uh, they also I had heard for the first time their rendition of Green green rocky road or just green rocky road i don't know what it's called um it's not a traditional but their version of this their this their cover version is fantastic so anyway another thing to check out if you haven't listened to it um admittedly none of the songs on this album i would consider like top songs top five or whatever but i love the entire package it is such a comfortable comforting listen you know i mentioned for the sg goodman song teeth marks this is the same type of thing that just transports me to a star-strewn sky out in the midwest yeah. which is for some reason my happy place in my mind <laughs> yeah. um we'll see you there in a few years yes <laughs> uh yeah as you mentioned the sort of interplay between aeneas and eric uh the male and female harmonies i also have very much a soft spot for oh, that yeah. Um, it's hard to be and just instrumentally guitars galore Um, and when you have so many guitars and immaculate production it's hard to go wrong in my opinion banjo organ mandolin dulcimer a lot of piano 
gorgeous. The first song that I want to call out from this record is uh, the song California. Down the road ways, the hills ablaze, looking for a reason. Pretty road, he- road trip music, baby. It's pretty heavy to name your song California. Like, what's there's so many songs called California about so California, about California. The entire Red Hot Chili Peppers so discography is about California. There's a lot of pressure, I would say, but I think this song nails it. Um, again, I'm going to say this about probably all the songs on this record, but so warm, so breezy. The acoustic guitars and the shakers just make this throughout the verses into the choruses. I love the falling melody of. My love and I are riding, yeah. slipping and a sliding, mimicking the guitar riff uh, in in the interludes. And then Aeneas coming in on the harmonies for the chorus. Goodbye to California. I love it. And then there's this warm, I call it Heart of Life, the John Mayer song Ooh. from Continuum. This Heart of Life guitar, very warm electric guitar. I'm sure it's Josh. Hammond B3 organ. Thank you, Counting Crows, for yes. getting me into that instrument. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I, I love it. Very subtle percussion of just woodblock and tambourine. As you said, this is a fantastic traveling song. And we, on this road trip that we talked <laughs> yes. about, played this record. And yep. just like being on the road, yeah. we were, you know... We were in the Midwest, or not really. Right. We we're kind of Tennessee, yeah. But just on the road with mountains and trees around us, listening to this record was was very special. Yeah, obviously, it, that's a always it's a be a part perfect, of it for me. A perfect folk song, uh, lyrically. Let me just quickly run them off because there aren't that many. One fine morn, just after dawn, my love and I are riding. Dew on the trees, sun in the east, to slipping and a sliding. With a broken heart and a crow in the yard, my love and I are leaving. Down the road a ways, the hills ablaze, looking for a reason. Goodbye to California, seems like we hardly knew ya. Seems good a time as any to believe in the land of plenty. Goodbye to the old country, seems like you hardly knew me. Seems good a time as any to believe in the land of plenty. Again, these lyrics, it's not like a lot of the other albums that I'm going to talk about on this episode... They're more maybe lyrically driven before the melodies or they're just very varied. Every verse is saying something completely different, like a journal entry or whatnot. These are not that, but these are still very well crafted in terms of the rhyme scheme, in terms Mm. of like a little poem. It's like a little journal that you would find from like the 1800s. Well, speaking of the 1800s, one of my favorite songs on the record is Someone to Weep for Me. Yeah. And I love the lyrics of the the opening lyric is I was named after my father in a long line of nobodies waiting for the future for the turn of the century. I was merely cannon fodder in the 19th Calvary waiting, waiting, waiting to sing nearer my God to thee. I mean, I don't know if this needs to be said. I think because we came into this band being a Nace Mitchell fans, I was always like, I just want to hear Nace Mitchell. But as I listen to these records more and more, I love Eric's songs so much. I know. I they, think I may like them more. Me sometimes. too, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I like Florida Lee way better than you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but Someone to Weep for Me. Uh, someone to Weep for Me. Yeah. Like that is, is one of my favorite songs on the record. Yeah. And obviously, California, he he leads as well. Yeah. Um, there's just so many good songs. And yeah, like you said, the lyrics could have been plucked from. 19th century yes. poetry all of these it yeah. all feels that way 
Um, one more song I just want you, the listener, to hear is uh, the song Gone By Fall. Out in the meadow and the shadows tall It might last the summer It might last the summer It might last the summer Then be gone by fall This is another just beautiful driving when i say driving i don't necessarily mean a traveling song it just it it moves and it's just acoustic and bass basically um there's double acoustics going on in both your ears this feels kind of like a going to california speaking of california <laughs> and songs that are about california going to california by led zeppelin it's got the same mm-hmm. similar type of of movement and rhythm um again this melody our love's a song our love's the only love our love's a ribbon round the morning sun. It's so it's so timeless. Timeless so well. Again, another Eric song. Yes, yeah. very much. Uh, yeah, we just love, the we way, love you, Aeneas. <laughs> <laughs> just the way it rises and falls. Um, and speaking of Aeneas, I love in the chorus the harmonies that she adds to the gone by fall and also where the bass lands on that. The bass on this. It's another one of these where it's like, just pay attention to the bass because what it does to change mm-hmm. each chorus the notes it falls on it, it, it is the thing driving the chord changes because a lot of the guitars are just kind of the same pattern outlining a certain chord but when you change the bass note under that chord it becomes a whole different thing so this is just another classic which should be in the folk canon mm-hmm. and lyrically again this is one of those classic our love's a song our love's the only love our love's a ribbon round the morning sun kiss me once sweetly by the garden wall it might last the summer then be gone by fall our love is fleeting our love's flying away it could last forever or could last a day out in the meadow in the shadows tall it might last the summer then be gone by fall yeah Perfection. no more no more need to be said Perfection. about that um yeah just quickly going through this the rest of the songs on this album exile the first song i'm always every time i hear the song it becomes more and more of a favorite i'm always so excited with the simmery instrumentation and banjo plucky riffs love, love, love. yes and another trade-off with the you know i'd fly and then yes. aeneas right into that thing yeah. uh and i love his and the chorus is just so warm with them singing together in the harmony. It's amazing. Yeah. Comrade Sweetheart, Josh mentioned. This is song. like the most Aeneas song to me. Mm. You just hear it and it just feels like an Aeneas uh, original, um, which it might be just through right. uh, Bonnie Light Horseman. There's so much space in the verses yes. in this song. I love it, Josh's guitar bends. <laughs> but yes, um, that's a good point about the spaces. They really let the song breathe and you have space in between the drums and the guitar and definitely yeah and the trade-off of who's gonna lace up your boots who know oh, the love that harmony you? though when the other when the other one's not singing the yes. lead they take the harmony underneath yes. it's just so for cool who. yeah so good we talked about california summer dream um this also i love how this song starts it's very similar to the roving yes. off their other album where it starts with this riff that then kind of becomes the instrumental bridge uh, simmers in such a nice way for Aeneas to float over all this acoustic and harmonica. Uh, amazing. It's it's a simple but effective chorus. I love the line, Tupelo honey sweet. 
uh, laughing in the back seat for some reason. That's such a, it's such a nice little Tupelo honey is a Van Morris. That's what, that's what yeah. I heard. But so the idea of like hearing it, yeah. you're like in the back seat of your car listening to it. Um, great song as well. Uh, sweet bread. It, this is like the first time on the album we get kind of like some attitude and yeah, swagger. swagger for sure. Um, and this is very much, this is, this is based off of a traditional, um, Oh, it is. The verses feel very Hades town to me. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why Jack a diamond, I ain't looking for a band to go. There's something that feels yeah. like Aeneas's kind of Hades Town writing. Um, cool song. Someone to weep for me. Josh mentioned also a beautiful breezy song. I love the chord that lands on the for the for the turn of the century. Um, there's just something about in the chord changes. As soon as you hit that, it's beautiful. Fleur de Lis. My least favorite on the record. Oh, One of it. Josh's favorites. You're a lily. I love that melody. I think it's great. Aeneas had an album that came out this year um, of her own. Uh, and the last song on that is oh, called God. Watershed. And it's a pretty it's a watershed crappy. Moment. <laughs> uh, is it a watershed moment? Well, no. I guess a bad watershed it's a bad, moment. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a this feels similar moment. to me. Just in plotting chords. Everything's on like the tonic chord. I don't know. Not my favorite, but... Still worthy, fair Annie. This is the first time you hear Josh Kaufman singing with Aeneas, which is beautiful. Um, it's also based on another traditional. And then you close out the record with "Cold Rain and Snow," which is a closer. great closer. Yeah. Uh, also, electric guitar, which I don't know if it's it, the first time on the record, but it's uh, like there's it's kind of most, a doomy electric riff on pro- "Sweetbread," but yes, it's mostly mostly the most prominent yeah. on this song. There's no doubt that there's something that feels kind of out of nowhere <laughs> about the guitar. <laughs> but it showcases all three members vocally, three-part harmonies throughout the entire thing. It's very much feels like a Laurel Canyon, like campfire song. Um, it's great. Yeah. And, and that's it. It's, it's a short record. Um, but it's a cozy one. As you said, the it, warm blanket. It sure is. Yeah. All right, my number five favorite album of 2022 is Being Funny in a Foreign Language by the 1975. I love this band. I love this band so much. I feel like they are one of the best bands on the planet right now. Wow. They're from Cheshire uh, in England, and they don't miss. I mean, I think I mentioned earlier, their last album, Notes on a Conditional Form, was my number two album of the year. And in my opinion, an absolutely insane and overstuffed genre hopping masterpiece like this album always genre hopping they as a band yes do very good jobs at imitating other artists okay i mean well, that's listen, a hot take kind of but they also i mean they very much have their sound which we'll get to yeah because so i, I want to compare basically their last record notes jumps from like art pop to dream pop electronica emo folk garage punk shoegaze synth pop like they're all over the place and i think a lot of people would look at that album and be like this is terrible like th- mm-hmm. there's no cohesion yeah so this album being funny in a foreign language is the complete opposite that album was 22 songs like 985 minutes long ridiculous this is half that it's paired it's pared down thank god it's the 1975 <laughs> they're by far their shortest record 42 uh, minutes 11 tracks and I also feel like it's their most consistent musically mm. since their debut, even though it 
even in within this album kind of yeah uh, goes to different places um I didn't get necessarily the same insane jaw-dropping rush of the scope of their musical diversity as notes, but this time they are just locked into this amazing, romantic, 80s-leaning, sophista-pop, kind of yacht rock, rock. ski resort pop. I don't even know how to explain that. I don't even know what that means. I I took that from Andy. Um, Okay. Just like... 80s romantic john hughes like <laughs> yeah it's just a sound that works so well yeah. and and you know how much i love 80s music and yeah. you know i love dancing and the grooves and great pop music oh my god there's so many so much to dance to on this so record. much to dance to on this record and i feel like what also makes 1975 such a special band besides musically their scope and abilities is the lead singer songwriter maddie healy he can kind of go back and forth between these very weird and esoteric detailed kind of provocative lyrics and that just feel like they spill out of his brain and then these incredibly simple and deliberate lines and that's a good transition for me to talk about what i think is the best song on the record and the one that i want to highlight that epitomizes the album as a whole and just the feeling i get um, when listening to it and that's i'm in love with you This song is euphoric to me. It is the centerpiece of the album, literally and track listing wise. I don't even know where to begin. I, I mean, f- we can begin with you and I both listened to this for the first time on on that road the trip. road trip. Yeah, and I remember like the next morning we were like getting ready in the hotel. And you just didn't even care what you were listening to it on. You just like had your iPhone playing through the iPhone speakers. <laughs> this song well, it was be- very clear that because it the grabbed record, you. the record and the CD had been like delivered when yeah. I'd already left, and I, all I had was the digital. <laughs> anyway, you didn't even plug it into it. I know my, my I Bluetooth. Know. I just had saying. to hear it. I don't know where to. Be. I mean, I am just on top of the world when I hear this song. I, I already mentioned it. this feels like John Hughes '80s movie climax, just absolutely falling head over heels in love with someone. Um, he literally says it. It's the lyric in the song. It's simple, and it goes like this. Oh, that's interesting. I'm in love with you. Yeah. Um, you know, I stated earlier and got very emotional talking about Life According to Rachel as my number one song of the year. It is. That being said, this is a very close second, and I actually think this is the song I've listened to the most this wow. year. Like, this wow. is This is like me driving to and from work, and I'm playing the song over and over again, and nothing else. This song is like... Ah oh man, every piece of the music, just sh- every instrument shimmers. The mix of the acoustic and electric guitar, the yeah. bass slides, whoom, the shimmering bells. Oh my god, the the little twinkle arpeggios yes, that yes. happen in the pre-chorus, oh my god. so good. The, the, be- <laughs> the bass is so sexy. Every melody, oh my, the way it starts, heartbeat, I'm coming in so strong. There's just so much, so many great melodies. Um but I just can't do it. That's that swirling I think yeah. you were talking yeah. about. Um, so we, we've we mentioned a few times I got married this year. Um, and our wedding song um, turned out to be Luna by Smashing Pumpkins. Amazing. Which has been my favorite for a long time. Thank you 
so much, Erin, for actually <laughs> agreeing to have this song. She fell in love with it too. Um, but what's int- the reason I bring that up is one of the reasons we wanted to ask that song is because the end of the song is just Billy Corgan singing, I'm in love with you yeah. over and over again. Yeah. And this song is the same. It's the chorus is, I'm in love with you. I, mm. I, I, I. Yeah. But because of that, we actually considered having this as our first dance song and we were gonna like have it have and like then, a and have everyone just everyone come, come and dance around us oh, and it would have been cool too because i just i don't know this this the morning of my wedding i literally went on a run and i just listened to the song over and over and over oh again. wow i mean just i'm in love with you i mean it is i think a lot of people maybe you i haven't really heard what you think about it <laughs> think could think this is like too cheesy and too it's, on the nose it's kind of cheese core but it's it effective is cheese it's core. effective yes but and and as you said he he literally like they're aware of it yeah they're aware what do you say it goes a little something like this yes. i mean it sounds like aaron carter <laughs> it's simple and I, <laughs> it's simple and it goes like this yeah I think my favorite thing about this song and the album and the band in general is that the 1975 kind of trans, to me, transcend the cheesiness with their mastery of songcraft and feel and production and and like immaculate sound. Mm-hmm. Hard on your sleeve, earnestness, which I'm always connected to. Yeah. Um, I can't help, you know, be along for that ride. Yeah. I think, I think... I just imagine these like prom dates, like yeah. holding hands and like circling like on the floor. Like yeah. that's what I... That's what I think of when I hear this song. Like, and the chorus is repetitive, but the drummer George, he does this thing. It's it's very simple, where he literally just when the I I at the second part he just pounds on the bass drum. Oh, that's cool. And I need to check that oh, out. Oh, it 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 like elevates the chorus to this new level for me. Where again he repeats just I'm in love with you. I but in the end all of a sudden the four on the floor happens oh, cool. and it's like it transforms the song for me. Um, and I I know I know you love these little sort of like tag melodies at the end of choruses or whatever i'm in love with you oh, i'm so glad you brought that up yeah. that is it's also just, it's such a josh thing one of my favorite parts of the song yeah. that that note that he lands on which yeah. you didn't need to but it made it even better yeah. also like a lot of great artists um they change the verse melody ever so slightly right so the begin, the first one is heartbeat coming in so strong and the second is She's got a broadsheet reading down the list of the going wrongs. Like ever so slightly. So every verse is a little different. Yeah. Um, there's, God, there's so many, so many melodies. Something I mean it to say to you, baby. It's just, it's just effervescent. I, I love every part of this song. Um, I think another great song on this record that sort of encapsulates why I love the band is the song Happiness. This song is just absolutely insatiable. It's fantastic. I, 80s production, I, I will say. Yeah, I mean, every, I mean, it's, it's funny. The beginning of the song kind of starts like kind of lo-fi and there's yeah. like some sort of uh, um, song, uh, sound clip of someone talking and then all of a sudden it just shimmers into view. Show me nothing. Yeah. I'm acting like I know myself, but in case you didn't notice... 
Oh, there's so many, so many great melodies. My favorite. Oh, that's my, that's my favorite, and it never comes my, back. My, it's one of those I things know, again. That I is know. my favorite part. Is the my my my. Yeah, and that's the thing. She this song. This song barely has a chorus. It just keeps going. Show me the love. Yeah, because it right. The chords don't really change that yeah. much. Has an amazing saxophone solo at the end, which is like that's such so, a staple so 80s, yeah. of not only 80s but also the 1975. Um, this is such a simple lyric, but I love it. I would go blind just to see you. I love that lyric. Like that's so clever. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just. This is a song that we've mentioned songs like this before. I'm dancing down the street to this song. Yeah. I'm dancing in the aisles at a store. I'm on the subway. I'm dancing. I'm in my car. I'm dancing. Someone's looking at me weird. Like I can't <laughs> stop dancing, listening to happiness. I think. Well, there we go. It's literally in the title. It's happiness. Like that's the thing. They they touch on such exuberant like life affirming big emotions emotions and moments um i think other highlights of this album would be like <clears throat> the uh, the opening oh the my god opening Don't, track is, that is that is my favorite song in the yeah album. it's it's thrilling even if it kind of pulls a little bit from lcd sound system do you know oh 100 all, my, all friends. my friends yeah it exactly. takes the piano yes but, but it is it is a great song yeah. um i'm surprised like at first I was upset because I really like their what they do every album where the opening track is 1975 and it's just another variation of, of the, the same, same melody. lyrics. And melody. And sometimes. melody. And this, they kept the title but just wrote a completely different they song. Did. I it's, don't really get why I they did that. They should have just called it something different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the melody of this will get bigger if you know what I mean. I'm sorry if you're living in your 17. I love that lyric. I'm sorry if you're living in your Yeah, 17. and he repeats that at the end. Um, political and young people drinking Adderall. Whatever it is. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I don't know if this is kosher or not, but I <laughs> really, really want to take a second to play a clip of this outro. kind of comes out of nowhere at the end of this like intense intense it's not really intense but this propulsive propulsive yeah opener um and it, it transitions so nicely into this like jazzy which they have uh totally. what's the what's the song i don't know if it's their last album or two albums ago um that just kind of feels like this uh like hip-hop jazzy they got a lot of songs like that. Yeah, okay. Well, then there we go. Then it's part of their sound. But uh, this song is is no joke. And all these woodwinds that oh, come in. The woodwinds and the strings at the end. It's just, again, so It's cinematic. not very indicative. I mean, I would say, I guess, well, the strings part, are indicative of, of part, part of the, the band. band. Yeah. But... Uh, Part of the band, which has Michelle Zahner from Japanese Breakfast no. on background vocals. No. Wait. Oh, 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 she might be on that, but I know that she's on. I'm pretty sure. It's not her and about you. It's, it's not? Else. It's someone else. I thought it was too. Oh, shit. I think she's just on the background of part of the band. Okay. Regardless, part of the band is a cool. I'm glad you brought that song up because that song is very bony Vare to me. Such a ripoff. Oh, okay. Well, not it's, in a good way. It, it kind of irks me, but at the same time, it is one of the better songs on the record. I think, like, it's 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 interesting and it's well done, but it's kind of. I like my boys like I like my coffee, full of soy milk and won't offend anyone. Oh, for he's a got, second, I was like, "What are you saying?" He's got right now? such <laughs> weird says, lyrics on part of the band. I love uh, the, but I love it. You better talk about the people, baby. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, Caroline, 
So oh talk about God. 80s synth goodness. That to me is my favorite of like the 80s pop stuff that they do on this record. Oh man, the Bruce Hornsby piano. Oh, such Bruce Hornsby. You did it right Oh, the, the bass and the yes. kind of like Africa, Toto totally. kind of shit. It's really good. And also, Wintering, which I also love, is very like. Vampire Weekend, Paul Very Simon. Paul Simon yeah. um, so again, they do jump a little bit on this album, but they're 100%. not like doing hardcore punk and electro pop like no. they do on the other albums. No. Um, About You, we mentioned a little briefly before. I love this song. This has kind of got like a shoegazy guitar, this wall of sound. And yes, that female vocalist, I'm not sure who it is. Um, I guess I thought it was Michelle. Oh, no, no, I can remember it's the same damn thing. I love that melody. That whole song is... This to me is one of the songs that should have been the closer, but it's not. Like it feels to me like such a good... I agree that slow... When We Are Together is not my favorite song. No. Um, no. Even though a Central Park is SeaWorld for Trees is an iconic lyric that will go down forever. When you say iconic, what do you mean? Because that's, I hate you that hate lyric. It? I hate that lyric. Oh God, it's so stupid. I mean, he's got a lot of weird quips and yeah. like one-liners. Um, but I think that's what makes them so special. You don't really know what you're going to get lyrically. I do want to really just quickly call out Human 2. Is that not a favorite of yours? To me, that feels very Coldplay and oh, not in a great way. It's very way. James Blake. Interesting. Yeah. Because darling, that's what humans... It's like the most James like Yeah. I don't know. It's very cool. But again, a lot of these songs to me, it's like I can pinpoint the artist. At least I think. You said it sounds like Coldplay. I was just like a lot of that's, them. That's it fair. just feels like that's they're, fair. they're I, taking a stab at this. There was on their last album, it was like, this is their Pine Grove song. It's true. Um, it's true. But that's again, fair. the fact that they still I, do have their sound. I think I mean, that's Maddie really has such a distinct I voice. I do think that's a fair criticism. And I think that's also why my favorite songs are when they're kind of locked into their yeah their 80s pop groove yeah. which again is also indicative of older acts but feels more unique to them for sure as opposed to them generally and i say i say maddie healy has a very distinct voice and he does but he can also change Morph that up it, a lot totally. like in about you i love his lower register it t- sounds completely different true. to the person sort of yapping I over these yeah yeah, uh, over these like other more yapping. Great word. I know. Well, you taught it to me because of the <laughs> and stuff. Anyway, th- this album I don't think is perfect. I th- actually like the previous album more, yeah. even if it genre hops more. Um, but I listened to this album maybe more than anything else. Like this, this I just kept being drawn to those big, big pop songs, and I'm in love with you and like yeah. happiness. Like yeah, this this is one of the best records for me. All right, let's go right into my number four record of 2022, Pre-Pleasure by Julia Jacqueline. Julia is clearly becoming a favorite. Yeah. The fact, I mean, she does, we, we listened to er, very early this year, her first record didn't really hit either of us no. that much. I I'd listened more after that and I found some that I really fell in love with, but between crushing and this album, she is, she's got a, a good career going. I'm she's got a good so, thing going. I still haven't seen her live yet. Like yeah. the dates. We were gonna, right? We up. were gonna see her open for Courtney Barnett. Courtney Barnett. That would have been an amazing I Australian know. explosion. <laughs> yes. But uh, it, it didn't work out. Um, this record, pre, Pre-Pleasure, it's so well produced. Yeah. Um, more produced, I would say, than Crushing. 
Um, but it still very much maintains that authentic instrumentation and raw sound. Like, as I mentioned, when we were talking about end of a friendship, there's, you said that like chintzy drum beat, um, there they've got, she's got some of those production elements on here, but they're tastefully done. They're also we, tastefully done. And sometimes juxtaposed and all of a sudden it like becomes lush, exactly. whether that's an end of a friendship exactly. or when the drums come in and Lydia. Lydia yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we also mentioned, uh, that the weather station band, uh, that's on ignorance, um, is the backing band on this album and they kill it. It's the same stuff I loved from crushing in terms of her vocals. I just love the sound of her voice. I and mean, there's so many times that we heard songs like over the last couple of years and we're like, who does this sound like? And it sounds like Julia. Right. Um, she's just got such a, a rich, emotional voice and she's still such a fantastic lyricist i wouldn't say honestly that i picked out as many lyrics as i did maybe no, last time i think the last record on the whole was better lyrically because yeah. it had this this whole theme of her breakup i would also say it is a slightly more consistent record which i'll get into this is they, front, this is front loaded it's front it is front loaded i do love the back two songs but there is a lull in the middle um but yeah these songs are so well orchestrated. Movement comes in at just the right time. Mm. Elements are added in the right spots to elevate things and nothing feels superflu superfluous. I think, again, there are a lot of moments for the music to breathe and build. And there are a lot of sparse verses that go into slightly more orchestrated choruses. Um, anyway, uh, you just mentioned Lydia in terms of... Uh, sort of the organic exploding out mm. of the more produced. Um, and I do want to uh, shout out this song um, specifically. Just like Body, the opener of Crushing, this is another sparse opener, but there's much more movement, I would say, than Body, um, especially as it slowly builds and then kind of explodes into the band. Um, yeah, I love, uh, throughout this whole record, it's probably the same on Crushing, but she's very much, I'm assuming, the type of musician, singer, or whatnot, where the lyrics drive the melody. Mm. And that creates these awesome moments of just like the rhythmic change to Lydia wears a cross so she's never gonna take it off we sit back to back just like there are these moments that I don't know maybe I'm wrong that to me don't I wouldn't assume that she thought of the melody first well, and then I came in with saying, the lyrics like she's stuffing the words into the melody like like sometimes she says the words slowly and quickly and like she's changing the yeah. um delivery of each line depending on where it falls in the melody exactly or, or she's changing the melody depending on what the lyrics are i guess that's what okay. i'm saying you're saying that's leading it right <laughs> um the bass notes get slowly added in princess diana miss brown the melody and the harmonies there i love the the buzzy guitar riff that goes under each chorus yes and there's like a subtle harmony that she has of herself going over her main vocals throughout the entire song which adds a night's layer and the forgive me forgive me forgive me go on now you try it Oh, and then the best moment, oh, the why this song is one of my favorites on yeah. this record. 
the band kicks in shaker this fat drum beat more pronounced bass these swirling atmospherics it's a wonderful build uh throughout this song yeah, lyrically. Oh, I mean, I mean there lyrics, are some great I lyrics love the lyrics of this. And I also like on this album, she's tackling her relationship to religion yes, and very to her much. family. And oh my, I, I just love this lyric. Um, we sit back to we sit back to back listening to Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack. I'd be a believer if it was all just song and dance. I'd be a believer if I thought we had a chance. That's a great lyric. And I love her name dropping all these Broadway music. Yes, she talks, she talks about, about Technicolor, Technicolor Dreamcoat Dream Coat later. Exactly. The the whole uh very much heavily these lyrics are about, you know, her younger being uh introduced or just surrounded by religion or some sort of religious upbringing and that is throughout the album, yeah. um, especially on the song I'm going to highlight next. Oh, yes. Um but yeah, to then also throw in these Broadway shows and then in the chorus to kind of talk about both. I'd be a believer if it was all just song and dance. I love that there's this song and dance element of these musicals. Well, she, yeah, she's saying like, I'm, I, I would be actually interested in this religion if it was these big Broadway musicals. But if I thought we had a chance, I mean, I can't say I know she's actually Catholic per se, but there's a lot of like in Catholicism, a lot of guilt and... Um, heaven and hell and sin and there's a lot of really intense things that are taught to children um, that can really mess with you so if I thought we had a chance like but there's so much sin in the world I don't know that's how I took it but like if 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 life and religion was like a Broadway musical I'd be in totally but it's not yes and all this stuff no, I'm dealing like with now some, as an adult and also potentially some darker yeah you know roots yeah and whatnot. Well, for sure um the other song that I'd really like you to hear at least a snippet of is the song Ignore Tenderness. Leave no room for doubt that you are brave. the sheets you're just a Glad you picked this one out. I mean, this, this is, is lush. This is by far my favorite song on the record. Wow. Um, also opens up very sparse, um, and I love the the little kind of vocal chunks that the band kind of uh, accentuates, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they have spaces in the same moments. I've been trying to be turned on by you. I guess that's what I yeah. mean. Be turned on by myself. The melodies leave no room for doubt that you are brave beneath the sheets. You're just a case. I love that lyric. I love that melody. Yeah. I mean, again, talk about the complicated relationship to you, your sexuality, masturbation. Oh, my God. She's like just I, this whole long like diary entry of a lyric let me just read to you i've been trying to be turned on by you be turned on by myself or anything else been watching porn lights off headphones on right when pleasure begins my education creeps there in it is. i've been stripping right down staring at my own reflection ever since i was 13 i've been pulled in every direction such a good student of all that conflicting advice go put ice in your mouth let them slap you about go on choke yourself out but leave no room for doubt that you are brave. Beneath the sheets, you're just a cave, a plastic bucket or a grave. Who said you're not what you get, you are what you gave away? Like, 
What? Yeah. It is that's... so good. And that very last line, I before I even looked at the lyrics, I didn't really realize what it was talking about in terms of maybe what she was told about you're not what you get, you are what you give away, like your body or whatever, virginity. It doesn't have to be as mm-hmm. explicit as that. But I also just like that line out, out of context of you're not what you get, you are what you give away. One of my big New Year's resolutions this year, actually, I'm just sort of connecting the two as we're talking about it right now, is to give more, like mm-hmm. give more gifts to friends, give more charity, whatever. I just feel like I don't give nearly as much as I get. Mm-hmm. And this line of you are who you are is more what you give mm-hmm. than what people get for you I or like that, that kind of thing. Um, also the line, if I don't change soon, will it forever eclipse the moon that keeps me stable? Like what? I don't know. So good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the way she kind of like, I wouldn't say throws away, but I love the, you're not what you get. You are what you gave away. Uh, the way she changes the melody in the second verse, the little drum fills, the way she also then changes a little leaf catching a wave, strong but willing to be saved. Ignore the tenderness you yeah, She's crave. just rolling up and down. This and melody. then there's a key change, which I can sometimes take issue with, yeah. but it's perfect because it's just her kind of lyriclessly soaring. <laughs> uh, and she has a harmony strings. It's just bliss. I really have fallen in love with this song. Um, love try to not, Try Not to Let Go is the second song on the record. Also a very pretty song. Juxtaposition between these more bare verses where she's singing just what the piano line's doing. And then these build-up choruses. Uh, great moment on the record. I Was Neon. This was, I believe, the first single that came out from this record. This song kicks ass. Fantastic song. This is another one of those songs where the chords barely change. But when they do, you feel those chord changes. It's so crunchy and so driving. You just got to nod your head. The best melody, the best moment is like halfway through the second chorus. And I just need you to hear this. When her sort of second melody comes in over, am I going to lose myself again? The Am I going to lose myself again? And then this one chord change. I quite like the <laughs> Just like goes to that. I know exactly what yeah, you're talking it's, about. It's, it's, it's an amazing moment. I mean, you moment. just heard it, but it's, it's, it's amazing. The chords move faster. Her new melody line, it's, it's the best. And then they just write it out to the end. And then this starts the album lull. Too in love to die, not that great. I could maybe see it translating well live, like if she I just sang it a cappella. Yes, she, the 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 her voice is very beautiful. The song is kind of slow and drab. Um, Less of a stranger lyrically is like I cannot believe she put this on tape. Yeah, please, like she's just talking about her relationship or lack thereof with her mother. I'm never going to know you the way that I want to. I'll never see you in the wild. You're never going to see me the same. My eyes, my, my friends do looking from the outside. Like it is so stark that she yeah. is talking about this. I'm actually, I don't know if I'm horrified or impressed that she put this on record. Um, it's pretty I know, cause hard you, to you listen to. You always think about like, 
what happens when your mom hears this? I mean, I'm sure it's not I, like it's. They must have a terrible relationship. I don't, I don't know. know if it's terrible, but it's may, just maybe not super existent. And in the end, right? She says, like, do I intimidate her? Yeah, exactly. Do, do my, my questions, questions and my pain yeah. take like skin to a razor? Yeah. Like, wow. There. So. She, again, is a wonderful lyricist. Again, musically speaking, not my favorite. Same with Moviegoer. Same with Magic. Um, yeah, I will say Moviegoer, to me, is the best of that lull. Um, in, in Magic, I do want to call out some of these lyrics because I really I really like the whole story that she tells, and it's, it's short. I won't feel ashamed tonight. Treat it like a stage tonight. Turn over a new page and write. Forget all that I learned tonight, all the times that I've been hurt tonight. Remember what I'm worth and fight for it. Put on something special, greet you at the door, lead you to the bedroom, our clothes scattered down the hall. I will feel adored tonight, ignore intrusive thoughts tonight, unlock every door in sight. Ready to do magic, naked beneath the cape. For my final trick, I'll ask if we could wait until I feel safe again. That very last line of the whole song, she's like prepping herself to be intimate with someone and she's trying to ignore all these times she's been hurt in the past, maybe insecurities or whatnot. She finally gets to the moment and she's like, my final trick, let's wait. Like I'm, I'm not ready. I'm mm-hmm. actually not ready. There's something Pulling I really back. like about that. Um, the very last song we already talked about end of a friendship, but right before that, there's also one of my favorites called be careful with yourself. It's just straight strutting rock. I love her doubled vocals, all the clean electric guitar that fill the gaps and just this first line of, please stop smoking. I want your life to last a long time. If you don't stop smoking, I'll have to start. Shorten mine. When you go driving, would you stick to the limit? I'm making plans for my future, and I plan on you being in it. Anti-smoking PSA from Julia Jacqueline. <laughs> uh, and I love a good lyricless chorus, obviously. You know, talk about Long December or something like that. But anyway, I really do love this, uh, this album. It's a great one. All right, my number four favorite record of 2022 is Skinty Fia by Fontaine's DC. I'm talking about these guys a lot. Uh, from Dublin, Ireland, uh, the boys in the better land are now three for three. <laughs> All three of their albums have made my top five list. It's impressive. They have only been putting records out since 2019. Like yep. they have three records in four years. It's impressive. Clearly a favorite. I mean, much like the other two albums, these guys really thrive in this bleak, gloomy, dreary kind of post-punk existentialism, which I feel like they're leaning more and more into. Like on the first album, they were kind of more punchier, faster songs. The second one is like a lot of this like post-punky gothic dread. Um, but they, and, and they're doing that more here, but somehow they make it so catchy. Like this stuff, I don't know, it's so addictive to me. And now they're again playing around a bit with their formula, which I love. Very much so. On their last record, it felt like they slightly upped their production from the first record. This one, even more so. They have again upped the production, so it's like fidelity-wise, it sounds better, and like they're trying a couple new things, but they're still keeping their post-punk sound and their songwriting. And their Irish sound. Like they're I was so, going to say, they're still delightfully they're, Irish. Yes, they are unabashedly <laughs> Irish, and you can hear his brogue. I don't know if that's the correct terminology. So clearly in uh, Korean Chatton's voice, the lead singer. Yeah. 
I find their music so transportive, not just because of those this atmospheric post-punk sound, but also his voice. Um, the band actually recently moved to London before they wrote and recorded this record. So a lot of the album is talking about kind of a complicated relationship with their ancestral homeland in Ireland and leaving Ireland, still feeling different and an outcast in England, their complicated feelings about the politics here versus there, um, along with their typical existential dread. Um, the song I want to highlight actually shows the band, I think, experimenting a little bit even further with their sound, not necessarily using any different instruments. It's not like they're suddenly putting electronic stuff into their music yet, um, but it's in its song structure. I want to um, have you listen to the opener, In Our Grafe Godillo. Now, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly because <laughs> I believe it's Gaelic. Um, but this song, this is the opening of the album, and it kind of starts with this choral chanting. Yeah, like by... every every album of theirs has like a couple songs that showcase some of the other members singing backgrounds. Yeah. And it starts off with this like haunting monk-like yes, harmonies. Yes, exactly. It's monk-like harmonies. And I think they're, because I don't know how to pronounce that title, but I think they're saying that, right? Yes. In Acrioth. <laughs> exactly. Like In our growth. In our Griot Godio or something. <laughs> anyway, yes, you've got this like monk like chanting and then this throbbing bass. Oh, God, that, it that takes bass. and it's so addictive and the tension that builds in the song. It's just like for two and a half minutes, it's nothing but gone, gone is the day. Gone. gone it's just him like gone very monotonous. Yeah, it's like a trance. It is a trance. And then when the drums kick in. Well, it's not even when the drums. First, it's just like the tambourine oh, right. comes. She, she defies the only yeah. answer. It's true. It's true. So they build on this song, but when the when this song is taken to the next level yeah. is when the bass and the Starts drums moving. come in. Oh, oh yes. my God. I, I love, they like there is very much a drum like beat that is very indicative of them. Hmm. It's just like, get, 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 get. Yes, yes. It almost has like a breakbeat thing, but it's not. It's like just very Fontaine's and I love it. And they go right back to that that classic classic vibe. It like it's part of them. But with the haunting choral vocals still happening. And then I'm sure it's hard to talk about this, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. When the bass changes the chord floor. hundred percent. When you when you just said that, when the bass comes in, it like yes, exactly. What I was talking about with uh, I think Gone by Fall um, on uh, Bonnie Light Horseman. Exactly. When the bass starts moving the chords or moving, even not, maybe not the chords, because maybe the chords move with it, but you're so used to the same like vocal pads, which have created a chord in mm-hmm. and of itself. It's like you're used to this one sound and then it starts, yeah, changing it, moving it. It's like a holy shit moment to me. Like It's I, such, I, a, such a good I think it's an incredible it opener. Yeah. Um, and again, it still feels so them, but they've never done anything like this before. Yeah. Like it, it still feels special and epic. You will, you know, after that song, you get songs like Big Shot, which I love, How Cold Is Love, How Cold Love Is, which I love. Like these songs, these songs feel like the album cover, like just cloaked in this I was just gonna say, red like fever dream. How Cold Love Is sounds cold. Like the whole thing how sounds kind of. Cold Love Is, and these beautiful guitars. How? Cold and then also, 
everybody gets a big shot lately. Like there is this kind of droniness to it. Yeah. It's hard to explain. I still find it so catchy and so addictive. No, those um, are those are great songs as well. I love them. Because yeah, those songs are like kind of the more straightforward gothic post-punk is what I'd call it. But then you also get songs like this amazing jangle pop, like Smithsy song in Jackie Down the Line. I fucking love that song. Um and even cooler than that, which I want to highlight, is a song um, called The Couple Across the Way. Please don't speak to me of choice. Thank God you didn't say Bloomsday. <laughs> Not a fan? No. Bloomsday. Yeah, talk about drudge. Like, I like How Cold Love Is and uh, Big, Shot. Big Shot. Bloomsday is, no, not my least favorite. But uh, The Couple Across the Way, I absolutely love for its simplicity, its romantic vibe. It's it's just Grian singing with an accordion. And there's something so special. Like, it, it I don't even know if I call it like an old irish song it feels like almost like french i was gonna say like it sounds like a like french a parisian Cafe. afternoon yes 100 yes, and there's something so like the fact that they put this on the record like and they've always had good slow ballads like yeah. if you remember roy's tune Love roy's tune from the the debut album was such like a refreshing and ballad which no. really and no yes oh my god, oh, my god. So oh there's so many i love this band um but this song it is kind of repetitive, but I love the accordion sound. I love that they plopped this song into this record. Um, I love every time he actually stops singing and and the accordion like spreads. Oh, and the little I'm bells. I'm so glad you mentioned little that. Bells yes, that come in. you can so hear beautiful. the accordion breathe, if yeah. you will. Like the it's yes, just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful voicings. I, I just love it. I, there's so many great songs in this record. I love you is also an one of my favorite well. song. Yeah, and again, that's about their relationship with Ireland. Um, Roman Holiday. There's there's just so many songs on this record that I love. Um, I've seen these guys live a few times, and they're always great. I will say the last time we saw them, they had just put this record out, and he had just gotten over laryngitis. Yeah. And he actually still sounded, sounded good, great. but for whatever reason, they did not play a lot of songs on this record, which was so disappointing. I think they I played love it too. Jackie and uh, I love you. I love you. That's right? it. That was it. Yeah. That's it. They didn't hear any of these songs, so I really am excited to hear to go see them again because I think this is just another great record in their repertoire. I love all three of these records. They just transport me to to Ireland and to this bleak, but just absolutely addictive um atmosphere yeah I, this, I love this, this was definitely this is one of my runners up oh. so i agree this is a i'm great, so glad to great hear record it. great addition to their catalog now let's go to my number three favorite album from 2022 revealer by madison cunningham As I mentioned, she is my favorite discovery of 2022. This album, even if it's not my top album, it's still, there's something about it that is like, it. for the longest time I was telling people this is my favorite album of the year. Um, wow. Yeah, as I said before, I only knew 
a song of hers that's just her and uh, piano, vocals and piano, and then this other song that's just her vocals and guitar. I had no idea that this was Madison Cunningham's sound. These odd time signatures, angular, twirly guitar lines, all these different grooves, so intricate and varied in her songwriting. We already talked about uh, Life According to Rachel, which doesn't probably sound like anything I just said in terms of odd time signatures or or twirly guitar lines. it is an incredible song, but as, as, we, as we go through, you'll see what I mean. Every note is so carefully crafted. I mean, the first song, all I've ever known, starts with this, like you said, this like, oh my God, this amazing guitar, this circular guitar riff, and you get this groove, and then Yeah, she sounds, uh, I always thought that this sounded like Jessica Hoop. Between the guitar and vocals in the beginning, like the first line, in a 15-passenger van to Ohio, there's something that she feels very much She has such like a that. knack for melodies that from the very beginning song, it's very clear how impressive she is. Like, yeah. She doesn't take much time for you to be like, oh, this is a fucking good song. It's true. There is so much cool instrumentation. There are so many awesome production elements throughout this entire album, where even when we're talking about how good this sounds live, when it's just her and four, three other members, I think, maybe it's just, I think it's just four of them on stage. This is a bigger production for sure, Mm -hmm. but every little, like it's one of those types of albums where you'll listen to it 10 times and on the 10th time, you'll catch a little something that happens in this little second verse that you didn't know was, it's just, it's so well done. She also has a gorgeous voice. We already talked about that, but it needs to be said again, especially when you listen to this as a full uh, body of work. I mentioned, uh, I don't think we, I knew exactly what the nomination was, but I mentioned that uh, Life According to Rachel, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel was nominated for um, something at the Grammys. It was for Best Americana Roots Performance. It should also be noted that this album is up for Best Folk Album at the Grammys. Which is weird to me. This is not a folk album at I all. I agree. Again, I don't know what, this is a what rock they mean. Album. Yeah, I mean, I always thought she was singer-songwriter. What the hell does singer-songwriter mean? Yeah, but, but listen to I Hospital. Also, would I listen say, to... well, yeah, I mean, there are a couple of rocky songs, but I don't know if I'd call it. It's, it is prog. It's like prog <laughs> singer-songwriter. Yeah. Folk, roots, Americana, rock. Anyway, uh, anyway, now speaking of the first song (laughs) and my favorite by far in this record, one of my favorite songs of the year, uh, for sure, is Anywhere. Another, you know, we briefly touched on All I've Ever Known. Another 7-4 twirly guitar riff. I love the percussion. Uh, and all these, like, something about in the 7-4, the guitar clicks are going, like, on 2 and 4. And everything just kind of comes together in a beautiful way. I love the melody. Jasmine on the vine, clothes drying on the chair. Pay no mind to me and my get hair. And then for a second, it's in 7-4, and then for a second it goes, any day now, which is in (laughs) 4-4. It's just so damn groovy. 
And as soon as it goes to that pre-chorus of you could convince me of anything, you could convince me of. And there's this like weird fishes guitar happening in your right ear. Uh, And then the chorus is so swaggery. And it's the first time you really go for like a a section of 4-4. I love there's so many nice uh, moments of the harmonies. And then at the very end, the, and you'll say you'd rather be anywhere, anywhere, but the guitar work is so dynamic. And so, I mean, you said before angular, like, like there's, there's just so much happening. It's so dynamic. There's like this propulsiveness to the music, regardless of what she's singing. And the odd time signatures help that when you like miss a beat, like you kind of jump, it feels early that like kind of helps like mm. propel things along. Um, th- the second verse, her melody changes up, which I always appreciate when you just don't stick to the same melody the second time around. Then this bridge, she has so much swagger and gets so much attitude. What are you going on about? I don't understand. And she's like, I can't get you. <laughs> um, yeah. And then this very last You'll take for anything. Oh, you'd kill for anything. Take my will if it would mean bailing you out. And then the riff comes back. Fantastic song. It's perfect. Fantastic song. Um, The next song that I would like to call attention to, uh, which I didn't think this was going to be the case, but as I kept listening over and over again, this song has quickly risen to maybe my top three on the album. In From Japan. I'm so glad you said that. This is easily also top three yeah, or something for, for a me. while. It was like, I do love the first half of this record for sure. And this felt like just as it starts to teeter to the back half, which I'm, I don't love as much, Nor but, do I. but no, this song is so well written and it sounds very much like the Beatles too. I think because it sounds like across the universe, mm. there's something in the melody, um, Rocket to land in from Japan. Tell me what's your mission here? Lord only knows it's been weighing on your mind. It's that I think it's that melody that sounds like Jaguru. Oh, interesting. Nothing's gonna change my world. Nothing's gonna change. The way my this world. song is structured, though, where you'll have that the band come in with the the, the piano is so inventive. I love how that happened. There's so many good parts of this. As, as we're talking about it, I'm already like excited to talk about <laughs> something goes and plateaus trying to be the next original. Um, yeah, it, this is one of those things, kind of like uh, Jennifer by Everything Everything. I just feel like every section, verse to pre-chorus to chorus, is is, is so so well done, so well written. These guitar and string swoops in the chorus, <laughs> like those things. No one's calling you back now. Yeah. I love. She says. Carnival skies with this just sort of that like very carnival. Yes, great point. Fantastic song. 
We've also got Hospital, which oh. which sounds oh, like also a favorite. I mean, it's it, it sounds like a classic. So it does. It's so dun, fat dun, and dun, rootsy, dun, strutty, crunchy. Uh, yeah, a very simple but great ascending. Checking into a hospital where the nurse is earth and sky. Even heartache looks so easy. I love that with the harmonies, and then just the classic. I am always one man down. Bueno, bueno, wow, wow, wow. Lyrically, regret is like an infant that won't let you sleep it off. That's a great line. I just love that personification of regret. Mm. Uh, I am an antenna, a feeding tube, and a hard drive, entertaining myself to death to maintain some sort of life. What? That is so good. <laughs> that is so well said. Oh, man. Staring up at a concrete roof, thinking it could fall any minute. The fault line can't be reasoned with no matter what the house has in it. Just life is random. No matter, you can think that you don't deserve it or whatever, but it's coming for you. Sunshine Over the Counter, also definitely a favorite. All the elements in these verses, these guitars with very cool effects, these falling pianos, fluttering woodwinds, it's it's magical. And I love that melody of sunshine over the counter again, the bank's running low. This and another song and a couple songs are very Sheryl Crow to me. I don't know if it's <laughs> interesting. You haven't heard that? Something about the doubled vocals and kind of the poppier element. Um, as soon as it goes to... Listen, who are you now? Oh, yeah. yeah. I want your medicine. I've been waiting for something good to really happen. It's the, the next time you listen to it, just okay. think about that because I totally feel that. Uh, And as I mentioned, it's such a great change to the poppy. I mean, we're talking about this, you know, she's got very angular moments from uh, the first song on the record. Anywhere is all over the place in terms of seven, four. All I've ever known, you mean? All I've ever known as the first one and then anywhere. And now we have this, which is just good girl. Got some bad in her cussing like a drunk. It's It's it's, definitely it's it's poppier and, and, and I'm here for it. And same with who are you now? Who are you now? now? Oh my God. That chorus soars. Yeah. This is very much the, the, the sunshine on the counter is poppy Sheryl Crow. (laughs) Um, Also, who are you now was the album title of her last record, which either means she left off the title track and then included it here or wrote a new song. Like I always find that those things kind of fun. I'm with you. Um, Lyrically, you said it's getting too late to change it now, and the way you are is painted and drying out. The mind has a way of building you up to break you down. That's just kind of a great little lesson. When did war become sensible and love unfair? Well, neither one will give you the time to prepare, but this dance comes naturally once you put your feet there. That's great. Uh, and then, yeah, again, towards the back half, I wouldn't say the songs are as great, but so this I still is, have grown This too. is my problem with the record, which yeah. is, I think, oh my God, the first seven songs. All I've ever known, Hospital, Anywhere, Sunshine Over the Counter, Life According to Rachel, Who Are You Now, In From Japan, are like all five-star great songs, yeah. back to back to back to back. And then you hit Collider Particles, and it's like, there's cool stuff here, but Collider Particles, Your Hate Can Power Train, Our Rebellion, and I think Sarah is the worst song on the record, and it's the closer. There's, I disagree with that. I, I don't think it's the worst song I on the record. Do. I do. I, I feel like the last four songs are so wildly lower in quality than the yeah. first seven that it it 
it's too bad because like the first seven are like holy shit. So that's I think the only reason. I mean, this is like number nine or eight for me. Like, yeah. This is still top ten material. But I think it kept it off is because I feel like the last few songs aren't. And we mentioned actually at the show some of these songs. I think both Collider Particles and Your Hate Can Power Train yeah. were really good and actually came alive Definitely. live um, more so than they did on the record for me. Definitely. Sarah, uh, the closer, Sarah and the Silent Crowd, to me, actually sounds a lot, you might think this is sacrilegious, it sounds very Rufus Wainwright to me. I could totally hear, just in terms of the vibe of it, I could hear him singing in his classic voice. I also do love that melody of... And then the song right before that also has really nice melody uh, moments in our rebellion. I'm not trying to classify you. And then when it's all said and done and some more of that, like weird fishes guitar again, even on the songs that aren't the best, I have grown to love. In our rebellion, it's just like all I've ever known anywhere. There's this very, I don't know what sure what the time signature is, but guitar riffing. Dan yeah, seven four. Dun, There's so dun, much seven dun, four dun, 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 all dun, over dun, this dun, record. Dun, uh-huh. Yeah, I love it. Is that it? I guess. So. <laughs> 